Okay, so yesterday we concluded the four different ways that letters reveal logic, intelligence. There is, first of all, the way that letters convey an idea through the, their various segments, the various segments of letters. Then there's an additional revelation of intelligence through those segments joining together, together to form a letter. Then we have the way those letters join together to form words. And finally, we have how those words join together to form sentences. So in the convergence of words to form sentences, we say it's not that, that each word loses itself to make this new identity, to make a sentence. Rather, each word retains its identity, and all of the various words together convey a deeper and higher idea. To explain this more clearly, we brought an example of a sentence. Anyone remember which sentence we, we used? Very good. The, the text of a brach. There is a sikha uh, where also discusses this, uh, this sentence and how each word conveys something. That was speaking to children. And uh, Rebbe... It's different. Everybody spoke about how the word baruch means to draw down. When you say a bracha, you're drawing and revealing galaxies. Everybody said the word ata, you, refers to how Hashem is face to face with you wherever you are and uh, with you in the room. Everybody told the children how yudke vavke means something which is eternal. The word yudke vavke is made up of past, present, and future. So Hashem is above time. He, he was, He is, and He always will be. Hashem is, unlike, they said, unlike the candies and cookies you have, the, the and anything, any, anything else in the world, the Abishter is infinite. He goes on forever. And the Abishter is Elokeinu, He's our life and strength. And not only is He our life and strength, but He's also Melech Ha'olam, the King of the world. That's what they conveyed to the children. In this Mimer, uh, there's a similar explanation. Uh, the Rebbe doesn't use the word Baruch as revelation. Instead, he says the word Baruch means gebenched, to be blessed. He uses, he says the word Atta, again, the same as in the Rebbe's explanation, in that particular Sicha. There's the world is full of Hashem's glory, there's no one besides him. And then the Friedrich Rebbe makes a distinction between the two words of Avayin and Elokeinu. Anyone remember the distinction between the two words of Avayin and Elokeinu? Okay. Avaya. Go ahead. Elokeinu. Does it power, or it like infuses the animal for the the body? It does the body. Elokeinu means our life and strength, and the Rebbe says that that that. Uh, maybe referring to how Rebbe mentions how we're like one sheep among 70 wolves mm-hmm. so <laughs> and it's supernatural our existence is supernatural so Cain is referring to our existence how Hashem animates and creates and protects us among the 70 wolves and Havaya refers to, uh, to Hashem's essence how only he and he alone because he has no source can create the physical world so UK Vavke is referring to Hashem's essence and Al-Kainu means our life and strength. So the, 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 um, 
for, for our purposes in our mimer, the reason why this is significant is because we're, we're, we're saying that although there's a sentence that conveys, um, although each word is, is conveying different, similar ideas, but they're different. Uh, then the, and, and now we're going, going, going to go into the last two words of the bracha, melech ha'elam, and the distinction between those two words, melech ha'elam. Okay. Uh, we're on page one eight, page 18, and in the middle of Eitz Hei, um, the line starts with the word Beis HaSkolas. It's about five words in. V'chein. V'chein This is... There's a, a similar phenomena in the last two words, Melech HaOilam, that these two words convey two different ideas. Shem Beis HaSkolas HaSagos Miochadis. These two words convey two distinct ideas and understandings. The word olam, the word world, is a distinct understanding from the word melech, which means king. And what is the convergence of these two words? Melech and olam, king of the world. It's an idea that emerges from both of them. This Monarchy is not like the king of a country, or even like the, someone who was the king of the whole world. The Gemara says that there were ten people uh, who, were, who ruled the entire world. So it's not like the king of a country, or even like the king of the world. Rather, he is the king of the world. It's similar to the words master the world. The, the Medish says, actually, the, in that particular Medish accounts Hashem twice. As Hashem was the first king, Hashem will be the last king. But the, there are in the Medish um, eight kings that uh, rule the world. Nebuchadnezzar, I think. Achashverish. Maybe I think Para, yeah. Trump. Okay. Is he the eighth? Well, you have to ask the war. No, Hashem's eight. But the word Melech HaOlam does not mean someone who's just a king over the world. Melech HaOlam means the master of the world. It's just the word Melech means not just he's the master, he's the king. The, the, the word, when you say someone who is a king over the entire universe, it's different than saying they're a king over... Yes. <laughs> someone's a king over a country, someone's king over all the countries... So being king over the country, being a king over all the countries is different than being the king over the universe. Melech means the Abishter is the master of the world. He is the king of the universe. Okay. And when you have these six words, these six ideas, these six understandings joined together in a sentence, then there is a new idea, a new understanding which surpasses each individual word. What is this new understanding? What is this new idea that's conveyed by all six words joined together? That the bracha should descend from you. When we say you, we're referring to God's essence. When we say Yudke Vavke, we're referring to Hashem, Hashem's creation. Hashem's ability to create. That He is the one who created the world. You, Hashem, you, the essence of you, Hashem, Meaning Hashem in His essence, our Havaya, you are the one who creates everything. So we want the bracha to descend from you, from your essence, 
you who create the world. You you create everything. And you create the world for a reason known only to you. Just like we are unable to understand how creation works, how a yesh emerges from an ayin, how something emerges from a non-thing, how the physical emerges from the spiritual. Just like we can't get that, and you can make a name It's also not in the realm of human beings to understand the reason for creation. Just like we don't know how it works, we don't know why it's happening. It's only hidden to Hashem's essence. May He be blessed. So we're asking that a wondrous light should descend to Elokeinu. What's Elokeinu mean? To our life, to our strength, the strength of the Jewish people. To be the king of the world. What's the relationship between Hashem being our life and strength to Him being the king of the world? That the Jewish people, through their efforts in Torah and Mitzvahs, they should fulfill the divine intent in the creation of the world. As Hashem said, what is the intent? We don't know why, but we do know what. Hashem's intent is, Hashem, it arose in God's desire, I will reign. So, when we say the words, what are we saying? That a light should be brought, drawn down, a wondrous light should be drawn, drawn down from your essence. You, who are the creator of everything, you, who we don't know why you created the world, and we don't know how you created the world, so a light should be drawn down from you, a wondrous light. And how should it be drawn down? It's going to be drawn down through the myths that we're performing. And this will fulfill your intent in creation, that you wanted to reign in the world. So Baruch HaTashem the wondrous light of Hashem is drawn down through Elokeinu, through our, Hashem is our life and strength, through the Jewish people, fulfilling Terimitzvah. And where is this light being drawn down to? To this physical world, thus fulfilling God's intent in creation. Okay, so this whole explanation about the various revelations through uh, the sentence of Baruch Hata, and the previous explanations about the segments of the letters and the letter Aleph, what the letter Aleph conveys, this is all an intro to explain what happened in the world of Tayu and why we need the world of Tayu in order for there to be the creation of the physical. We, remember we began this discussion with how is it possible that the, the worlds of Briya Tziyasiya are emerging from the world of Atzilus, to answer this question, we said that it had to be the shattering of the vessels. To explain the shattering of the vessels are, we started talking about what vessels are in general, and the various components of various different kinds of vessels, and letters, and how letters work, and now we're going to go back to the world of Teu, and what happened in the shattering of vessels. We're on Oizvav, bottom of 18. This is all when letters and words join together. Then there is a higher kind of logic that is conveyed by their convergence than when each word is by itself. There's a higher kind of idea, a more complex kind of idea that's conveyed when there is an entire sentence more than when each word is by itself. 
But when those same words that have joined the sentence now are separated, then you're now missing that that general idea that was conveyed by the sentence. And you only now have the various ideas that each word conveys. And when those words are separated into letters, then you lose the idea that each word conveys, and you only have now the various ideas that each letter conveys. And when those letters are are re- surgically they're separated from their form, especially when the letters are shattered. The difference between making is between separating them, separating the different segments of the letters, or they're being or the letters being shattered. Yes, sir. So basically what's going on is is that the word has a meaning and when the word is separated into various letters, those letters also have meaning. And now we're saying when the letters are, are further broken to pieces, those, those parts of those letters have less meaning than when they were all joined together to make one particular letter. But why, why, are we, why, are we, why are we trying to divest each level Meaning, when you're looking at a, at a Rashi, like Ephraim doesn't have a vav, he gets he gets excited enough to make a little comment, right? Ephron here, we know what the word Ephron he's explaining that here's without a vav, so that because that vav is gone, now we're going to talk about, we're going to get something deeper, but now we're saying that we're losing by going to that next level, and I just I'm not really understanding why we would go there then. We're trying to discuss the the, the emergence of Bria Yitzia from the word of Atzilus. How, how does that emerge from Atzilus? We're saying that Atzilus is, is a... It's not within human nature to understand. Did the utterances come out of Atzilus? The Malchus of Atzilus is the source of the utterances. So those are words, and those break down into... Well, we didn't get to back to the, the um, analog yet. Oh. We're, still, we're still in the analogy. You are. But we're we're going to um, develop the um, uh, the analogy a little more before we get back to the analog. So what we're saying is is that the shattering of the vessels of the world world of Tayu is it allows there to be the emergence of a separate entity in the world of Bria, as we shall see how that works. But before we get to that uh, uh, analogy, the analog rather. We're going further into analogy, and we're saying we just discussed how all the letters join together and they create words. And so, just like when they join together, it creates words and it creates a new idea. So, if you went the other direction, that additional light would be lost. And when those letters are more are, are again separated into the, into their various and back into their original segments, that greater light of the aleph. If you would take that aleph and, and divide the aleph in parts, so the the idea that that segment of the aleph would convey would be less than the entire Aleph. It would be just one segment of the, of the Aleph. And there was further noting that there's a difference between surgically removing a segment of the Aleph versus an Aleph shattering. So 
and he says this works in a similar way to a vessel. A vessel can be broken into parts. A, a, a vessel can the parts can be removed from the vessel, or the vessel can shatter. There's two ways a keli, a vessel, can stop being a vessel. Aleph, one way is page nineteen on top. One is by removing the parts of the vessel, and the other is by shattering the vessel. Separation means that each particular limb of that of that vessel remains whole, but shattering means that each particular limb of the vessel is broken into parts. So if you would to if you were going to break the vessel yourself and, and, and back into its original parts of that vessel, let's say you take a table and uh, take the parts of the table, you still have the legs of the table and the table, but if the table were to shatter, the table would, were, was, was going to break, so then it's not going to work in a certain orderly way, the, the, the legs of the table break into pieces, etc. Um, remember dancing on the table and the table broke? Remember how that worked? Okay, so that's, 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 that's how it works. So too is this in regards to the separation of letters. There are two ways letters can be subdivided into their initial original segments. There is separation and there is shattering. The When you say the word pirud separation, that means that the vessel has been broken, but the limbs are still whole. Let's talk about specifically the letter Aleph. Let's take the letter Aleph and, and talk about the difference between Pirud and Shvira. You could separate the, the letters of the letter Aleph, the Yud and the Vav and the Yud. So, so you have now three letters. You have a Yud and a Vav and Yud. You separated the Aleph into those original segments. So now you have those segments. But shattering means if you would shatter the Aleph, then that letter that originally um, is, was one whole letter is now broken to many pieces. It's possible in the, when the letter is shattered that half of the Yud is in, remains attached to part of the Vav. When the letter is shattered, so then you don't even have you don't even have the light of intelligence how it illuminates the various segments of the letters because you don't even have a proper segment. You have half of a yud attached to half of a vote. And that's the reason why if there's a letter that has a blemish, the terror is invalid. If one letter has a, has a blemish, the whole terror is invalid. Why? What does reading the terror mean? What is a blemish in the letter of the terror mean? And what's going on? You read the terror, what, what happens? When you read the terror, you're drawing down the infinite light of Hashem, which is hidden in the letters of the terror. That's what's happening when you read the terror. You're revealing, you're drawing down the infinite light of Hashem, which is in those letters. But if there is an interruption, there is a separation in a letter, then the light of Hashem is not there in the letter, the parts in the letter. 
Yeah, it's true. There's something missing in a person's life when he's tefillin are, are missing something. The light of Hashem is missing, and therefore it has some physical impact. And very often the Rebbe draws a connection, or you see a connection between the various letters that are missing and what hap- what's happening in a person's life. Specifically, the person is missing appetite. He's missing the word v'chalta um, v'savata and kain uh, rabbis. So the point we're saying over here is is that there's a light of Hashem which is in the letters of the Torah, and when the letter is puzzle, so that light departs. So this is all an analogy to help us understand how this works in the word, the world of Tayu is shattering the vessels. We're now by the analogy, isn't that great? The analog. This is the meaning of the shattering the vessels of the world of chaos. The letters become separated and the letters shatter. When the letters join together in words, and the words join together to form a sentence, then all four kinds of revelation of logic is present. When you have a whole sentence, you have all four kinds of revelation of Seichel. That idea illuminates the letters and the segments of the letters that form the letters. When the letters are separated and broken and shattered, so then, although the light departs, there's still something from that light and revelation that remains in those shattered letters. There's still something that's there. Yet, yes, it's true, the light has departed, but there's something that is there. Okay, we'll stop over here. Okay. The letter on the computer code is missing one little binary semicolon, whatever. The product may 